0: Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker.
1: And I'm Alex Taylor. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. Colin. Alex. It's been a minute. How you doing?
0: So, okay, so here's something pretty funny for you, audience. (gasps) Okay,
1: so so, so you know like when someone says, how you doing, and then they say, well, so, okay, here it is. You know what it's going to be like a... it's gonna be a minute.
0: Yeah, you know it's gonna be a thing. So we <laughs> literally, we literally just did a whole catch up challenge to make sure that we were back <laughs> on the right foot of like the right number of episode, so that every year when we hit the year marker, it should be evident based on the number. And mm-hmm. then, literally, I mean, like within probably about five days after we posted the uh, the last episode, mm-hmm. um. I got extremely sick and you can actually still kind of hear it in my voice. Like you'll notice that my dulcet tones are a little rough today. Um, my voice is almost back. It's probably at like maybe 70% max capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're getting close. Like we're in a passing grade and we're in an area where I think that I can record again. Um, what happened was was so uh, we actually sat down to record myth takes, um the episode that'll actually be airing later this week, and um, I was like, man, my throat has been so rough all day, like it just it was so scratchy, I thought it was allergies, um, and then yep. just a couple of days after that, it turns out, uh no, I was actually in the process of getting sick. And it was just a thing of like, I mean, I had like no voice for a long while. Like, yeah, it was it was really, really bad. Like I couldn't record anything like uh, this is like one of my first recordings in about a month at this point, actually. Yes, because uh, it was like right at the beginning of March. So it's it's been about a month since yeah. I've legitimately recorded a podcast because I just haven't been able to do it. Wow, well, it's been torturous. I'm glad to you have you back, Colin. Yeah, it's been, dude. It's so good to be back because I feel like you and I have not physically spoken in so long. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I mean, it's, it's just usually in through text. like
1: text or... Yeah, or but letters we,
0: or yeah, but because signals. we haven't sat down to do this. I just feel like there yeah. has been no like verbal discussion in like over a month, and it's wild. Yeah.
1: Well. Okay. Here we are.
0: Well, here we are. Um. So we're about to get into a topic. We're gonna kind of make this episode a little bit short today, just because my voice is still kind of rough. Um, we've yeah, got a my, topic. Uh, my
1: cat's really kneading into me and it's kind of kind of killing me.
0: Yeah, we've got a topic that you know just really isn't an hour long discussion point, or at least I don't think it is. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Mm -hmm. We could all of a sudden go, oh, crap, this episode is so long. It's like an hour and a half. Where'd the time go? Yeah, pretty much. But before we get into things, Alex, I want to give you a real quick update Mm -hmm. um, about who we talked about on the last episode. Yes. So in the last episode, you and I discussed Gavin Free. Yes, we did. Um, And in a way, it's kind of perfect that there was this much time in between episodes, I heard Gavin Free on a podcast today where he was asked a question during a lightning round, and they asked him, if you were to win the lottery today, would you stop working? And he said, absolutely not. So, I think that's kind of proof that, like, his work is what he loves. And so, like, you know, he wouldn't stop working because it's not that he's working to put food on the table or anything like that. Like, really the main focus of his work is to just have a creative outlet and to do the things that he loves. Certainly. Let's get into today's topic. Let's
1: do it. So what are we talking about?
0: So what we're talking about today, Alex, is something that's kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, it's near and dear to us, right? Yes. As two of the founders of the Scavengers Network... Mm -hmm. One of the main focuses for us for starting the pod, uh, starting starting the network in general was to have a place for us to express our creativity and our, you know, our work and stuff like that, just to have a place to put that out there. And the reason why we called it a network was to also hopefully was also to showcase the works of uh, our friends as well. Yeah. And that expanded into the podcast network, you know, by bringing on people that we met through the Membe Bambino you know, podcasters Facebook group. And our long-term goal is to make this our full-time job. Yeah. So the thing is, right? So for us, podcasting, what we really want to do is make online content a full-time job, a liv- something that can give us a livable wage. So we clearly want to find some sort of business model yeah. that works, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say if I told you that I had a brilliant idea that what we were going to do is, is we were going to um, bring on about 40 podcasts most of which are being, oh, let's just say, let's just say 10 of which, mm-hmm. just, to, just to low ball it a little bit, right? Sure, sure, sure. 10 of which are made by problematic content creators. Uh-oh. But what we were going to do is, is we were going to make this the Netflix of podcasting and put all of our podcasts behind a paywall and that's how we were going to fund everything because mm. we're going to get uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars in capital startup. What would your answer to that be?
1: Well, I like money, but but I yeah, I'd have an issue with that. The whole problematic creators and putting everything behind a paywall actually uh they go if we delve into that a little bit As I was digging up more information about uh, this, actually, I guess we're going to get into that, right? Because we haven't actually said what this is, right?
0: Yeah. So if you're not a podcaster, just, just, you know, you're right. We didn't actually say who it is. If you're not into, if you're not a podcaster and you're not up to date on like the biggest podcasting news, we are talking about a company called Luminary Podcast or just really Luminary, but yeah, you know, yeah. So there you go.
1: So one thing you talked about is the um, creators on this network. So some of the creators include Hannibal Burris, Conan O'Brien, Russell Brand, Trevor Noah. Um, there's a podcast from the New York Magazine. There's also a podcast that was associated with a radio station that was initially free, but now it's being moved behind a paywall. Yep. Yep. And what is it like? You, it's like eight bucks a month for this for this um, thing.
0: I believe so. Oh, of course, I've already forgotten. Hang on. I'm going to go click on the premium button. Yep. Eight bucks a month. Um, and uh, it is uh, $7.99. I do think that eventually they're going to move up that price, right? Because what's mm. happening is, is they have a thing that says early sign up ends on this day. Yeah. I do think that what they're probably going to do is that if you don't sign up during the initial sign up time, yeah. you won't be grandfathered in at that old cost, and I think that eventually they're going to try and move their cost up, which is also another thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's crazy to me this whole this whole thing because podcasts have since the dawn of time been a free experience. Yeah, and Yes, that is somewhat frustrating in a way as a content creator because for example, if you and I Decided to sit down tonight and We were going to write a three song EP. Yeah And put it out online we could put it on a place like Bandcamp or iTunes or any other place where you could physically buy the music. And by physically buy, I mean like it, you're not just streaming it. And we could start making money right then and there. It wouldn't be a lot, but we would at least have some sort of ability to pull in money from the get-go. Certainly. But at the same time, by making podcasts free, it means that it's accessible for everybody.
1: Yeah. So there was an so, uh, there were a few articles I found about this. One was from the New York Times, and it seems mm-hmm. like they were supporting the idea, seeing as just another step in the progression of podcasts. So a couple of things they'd mentioned were the $100 million in funding, it being a subscription-based model, and the co-founder Matt Sachs saying that they wanted to become synonymous with podcasting in the same way Netflix has become with streaming, like you said. Um, and they also had mentioned that for creators, it offers large upfront payment guarantees in exchange for exclusive rights, reducing the risk of a concept and encouraging greater creativity and higher production values. My issue with that is what does higher production value mean in this case? Does it mean using better microphones, mixing and editing better? I mean, th- these are all things that people can get for cheap, if not for free. It could also mean things such as live musicians, more attention to story and things like that. But to compare to something like TV where there's the visual element and a lot more things involved in the visual element. What does higher production values mean? You know?
0: Um, I do think that it does mean um better sound equipment and stuff like that. But here's here's what I think it means, right? Is yeah for one thing, it means that they probably have a producer for right. every show. Um so that means that the talent doesn't have to do any editing. Um yeah and this is a thing i think a big discussion that is you know that i've talked to so many people about when it comes to podcasting right so for example yep. this is a sh- there's a show that's been added to luminary um recently even though it hasn't even come out yet right and that is the pod uh, podcast by karamo brown And, Mm -hmm. like, that is so frustrating to me because, like, I love Karamo Brown. If you're not familiar with Karamo Brown, he is one of the Fab Five members of Queer Eye. um, And Mm -hmm. he has amazing insight um, in that TV series. And it's one of those things where, like, I would love to hear more from him. But I don't want to have to pay another streaming service to hear that.
1: Well, so the Um, thing is, is that they're going to have, they will have an a, a free mode that which will have ads like Spotify, but then that, that, that'll make it just like any other kind of podcast streaming model, right?
0: Right. Which is also weird to me because their whole thing, right? If you go to their front page, right, yeah. which is uh, luminarypodcasts.com, you know, you show up to the first page to the beginning of the page or whatever. They have some video that's, you know, a kind of bullshit. Um, and then the first thing that you see when you where after it says scroll for more goodies here are the first two things that you see. Yeah. The first one says, the Born to Pod app, built by and for podcast lovers. Our free app has the shows you already know and love. Find exactly what you want to listen to when you want to listen to it. Now, that is, I don't know. I feel like that's confusing to me. Yeah. That, I, it to me, that makes it seem like they're going to have the backlog of every other show in the world. hmm But that you can only hear their specific exclusive podcast only if you pay for premium. Yeah. Which is, okay, that's whatever. Then at that point, you're basically just using another podcast app. But then why – like, what would be the point of that? Where you're not getting anything out of that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And the – actually, going back to this article, so the – uh, there was a quote from lisa Landsman. she's a partner at the new enterprise associates they're kind of like a venture venture capital form invested well they are a venture capital firm invested luminary and she said that the founders figured out a smart and sustainable way to push the business forward that being podcast which would bring better discovery for listeners and allowing creators to focus on creating high quality content without worrying about selling ads my issue well one issue with that is that the discovery only extends as far as the exclusive rights that luminary acquires for creators it doesn't Right. it doesn't help them if they can't be found on the platform in the first place.
0: Yes. And which to me is a, a lot like YouTube, for example, right? Yeah. Like what they can essentially do is, is just drown out the smaller voices or the voices maybe that they thought were going to bring them in more money and then they don't. And then they just sort of start squashing them down yeah. and then essentially no one hears them. Yeah. But here's the weird thing about everything that we've just said, right? We keep talking about, you know, um, all these things, right? And they keep pointing out that, and here's the second thing that's on that front page, ad-free exclusive podcasts. Go premium for over 40 ad-free exclusive podcasts, including top existing shows and compelling originals, all from giants of podcasting, eh, legendary entertainers, and diverse voices with zero ads. Okay, so here's the thing that's odd to me about that. You're saying that when you go premium, you can get those over 40 podcasts uh, exclusively ad free. Does that mean that if you're adding in other people's podcasts that you're adding in ads there and then potentially making money off of that? Yeah. Because like, for example, like this again, because the app hasn't actually launched, there's a lot of questions that I have. And like, I am going to at least check out that free version just to be able to understand it more. Because I do want to try to understand what they're doing, because I think they're making a lot of mistakes. And part of my learning process here is a little bit of like, how can we make sure that we don't fuck this up? Yeah, Like in the same way that I feel like they are going to. Um, But here's the other thing. I could be completely wrong. Whereas I don't agree with making everything be behind a paywall, there may be something that they figure out from that and they fix it and then maybe it makes it better. This is this is so conflicting for me, right? Because yeah. when you look at the shows, one of the shows that they are bringing on is a um, follow up, right? Like a like a spin off um, of a very popular audio drama called The Bright Sessions, mm-hmm. and they are doing this sort of spin off called the AM Archives. Hmm. Now the problem is, is that that means that like. You know, if you're a fan of this series, The Bright Sessions, and you want to listen to this spinoff, you'd have to pay to listen to it. Yeah. So Lauren Shippen, who is the creator of it, right? Um, She is working with the, you know, the other writers that I- that are working on this project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, I am happy that she is excited that they are making this, right? Like- Yeah. Here's one of the reasons why this whole thing is very conflicting. The Bright Sessions is completely funded by Patreon and everything like that, right? Doing an audio drama is very extensive and it really does require you to have a producer and all sorts of other special people on the show to make it happen. But the Patreon brings in a good amount of money, but it still really isn't enough. And so... In order to make something like the AM archives and essentially, ba- which is essentially basically bonus episodes, the only way that they are able to make this happen is through the backing of Luminary. So it's like, okay, that's cool. Luminary is funding a really great project. and they're, But the thing is they're using like capital, like venture capital to do it. Yeah. And so it's like. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say that we need to crowdfund everything. Right. Because that's also a struggle. Like crowdfunding is cool because it means that you specifically get to see the thing that you want to see happen. Mm -hmm. But then you also have to realize that people are crowdfunding everything because we have awful health care. And so people are crowdfunding their health. And then it just feels like you're constantly spending money on these things and then these big companies get to just come in and drop millions of dollars to make things happen. And yes, whereas it's great that Lauren Shippen's show gets to happen. Yeah. It means that someone like Conan O'Brien, who doesn't need that extra money. No. Gets, gets paid to come in and make his podcast. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say before I, I turn it back over to you, because I know that you have more articles. But I started to say this earlier and we, we kind of... Um, I accidentally stepped away from it. It was completely yeah. on accident. You know, just the way how our natural discussion kind of goes. So, one of the problems with podcasting sometimes is that, like, you know, for example, I love Karama Brown. And, like, I want to hear his thoughts. And I love, um, you know, and I love, um, I love Rob Paulson, right? Famous voice yeah. actor. And so... Talking tunes is a really cool thing because he gets to talk to voice actors and you get to hear all sorts of stories and experiences and everything like that. And then you get to hear little mini scenes done in voices that you would never expect. And like that is awesome. But then the problem is, is that like there are already a million podcasts. And yes, I realize that I am someone who wants to keep putting out even more podcasts and I want other people to put out more podcasts. Yeah. But. The thing is, is that then when you have someone like, you know, well, let's just keep using the same person, you have Conan O'Brien come in and start making a podcast, that's in a way that really is taking away from smaller creators. Because what's happening is, is that you're, you know, people who like Conan O'Brien are going to go listen to his podcast and that probably, that usually I would say would be Most likely equate to one less indie maker being listened to because someone already has filled up some sort of slot in their time that they are giving to podcasts by giving it to Conan O'Brien, someone who really already has a pretty big platform, both on YouTube and on television. Like he doesn't need a third platform Mm -hmm. when he's like filthy rich. And that's just so frustrating. Like Ellen DeGeneres. Right. She has a very successful TV show. She doesn't need a podcast. Right. And like, I love Ellen. I love, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of famous people who have podcasts that I'm like, I love you, but I don't want you to have a show. Yeah. It's like, we've, we already know your story. We already know your voice. And even though you might be, I don't know. It's like, it's such a struggle because like, Yes, they might bring good attention to the plights of other folks, and like they have a platform that they can push that with and get it heard by more people. I just feel like it still takes money and attention out of the pockets of creators like us, like indie creators. Yeah. So, uh, and and I don't know, that's a lot to sort of digest and to Mm -hmm. think on so just kind of everybody sort of ruminate on that on your own but for now alex i know you you have other articles so uh hit me up
1: yeah why don't we take a quick break and go to the ads and then we will come right back and finish up So, so colin So, Alex. So, you know how basically everything in Hollywood is a reboot or sequel these days? Yeah. Well, you'd be wrong. Did you know that 39% of movies released are completely original? Mm. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) On the Silver Screen Redemption, they're trying to fix that. They take your favorite movies and come up with ridiculous sequels, prequels, reboots, and mashups that let your suggestions chosen at random and make them masterpieces and or blockbusters. Find them every other week on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, not Luminary. The Silver Screen Redemption, your source for unnecessary sequels like Luminary.
0: Yes. Um, Speaking of something that's also not on Luminary but is on the Scavengers Network is a brand new... Uh, yes, uh, but is also a brand new podcast that just aired last Friday. I am very excited about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to put up the audio trailer for it um, right after I'm done talking here. Um, and that'll be what brings us back into the show. But I do want to let you know what it is. It's a show called Podolasma. Um, and it is a show that is airing every other Friday on the Scavengers Network. It's a show was, um, that whiz. I was trying to say was and is at the same time. Whoops. Um. So when I went to PodCon, I met Tracy, Beth, and Dan. The four of us were Airbnb, uh, roommates.
1: Airbnb buddies. Roommates. Colin. Airbnb I know. buddies.
0: Uh, we, yeah, we were Airbnb buddies. That is what we call each other. So the four of us just really just like love each other so much. And you know, we kept talking. And we're like, you know, we're obviously all podcasters. That's how we met and everything like that. We should make a show together. So we talked about it, tried to figure some stuff out, and then we landed on A Pot of Lesma, which is a we're working on more scary style. Tabletop role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, the first season, which just launched with session zero on Friday, um, is using the game called Occult, a nope. O K-U-L-T. Um, and it is a GMless game, hmm. uh, which is very interesting because that means that all of us make decisions at times for each other. So you just sort of have to trust each other you know on people's decisions yeah and so we all play npcs we all play our 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 characters um and um you know we we explain how the game works but essentially we are all trying to figure out the secret of our hometown but the thing is that we don't know what that secret is yet we just sort of have to discover it as we go um i'm super super excited for it like I said, first episode just dropped, so we're gonna play that ad here and then we'll come back to the show. My name is Apollonia Frost. Uh, my friends call me Loney. My name is Eleanor Moore. I go by Ellie. I am Sven Janssen. I'm Darren Creed. Coming up on The Big 3-0 and not knowing what I'm doing and not being where I wanted to be by that time has been really stressful. And I am wondering why that is making me return to Fall. Why now is my dad's condition bringing me back to Fall?
1: Why am I returning to Starsfall?
0: Ten years ago, I left this town in my rearview mirror. Why am I returning to Fall?
1: Alex. Co- Colin, is it you? Yes, is, it's me. Is that a beard? It, it's it been is. so long. I grew it. Jeez, I know. Wow. Um,
0: it's been forever. Um so listen my friend, I hear you got some more articles.
1: Yes, well actually. So one thing was from the New York Times article. So uh, one thing they had mentioned was well drew comparison to was Spotify. We talked about them before. So yeah. they're a similar app with streaming for free. Well they have a free streaming model with ads and then a subscriber model which is 10 bucks a month. However, that's not a really good comparison. Spotify doesn't use exclusive right. rights, so it's not like right. you can yes, only yes, find yes. music on their platform. It's actually really easy to get on the Spotify. I'm on Spotify. And their music also isn't behind a paywall, and they also right. have podcasts that aren't behind a paywall, right?
0: Right. Yeah, dude, it's so easy to to publish stuff to Spotify. I mean yeah. like especially for podcasts like it's it takes no time. You know, you just brought up something really important too yeah. that like I feel like we've said a million times mm-hmm. and we haven't even begun to discuss this. You know, when when we bring people onto the Scavengers Network, we let we let people hold on to the rights to their shows. Yeah. But Luminary gets all of the rights to it. Yeah. That seems so dangerous to me. It does. Do do, do any of the articles that you have discuss that at all, or no. is this something that like people still don't seem to? have on their radars yet
1: i you know the articles that i found don't really discuss that if anything it's really just some that are discussing breaking down the model and saying oh this is really cool others saying oh that kind of is destroying the medium but they don't really go into the actual rights thing Mm. the I, i guess with that like if you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to make something well maybe not millions and millions but a big chunk of money to make something then maybe at that point they don't necessarily care about whether they own it or not
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, but so there was an and with these articles that I found, they were like they were put out just around the time that Luminary became a thing, or at least like it started getting on people's radar. So it, I don't have as much about like I guess later reactions, but yeah. Anyway, so um, so this uh, other article is from Fast Company, and this one was more critical of the idea. So it mentions how eight dollars is more expensive than other paid platforms such as Stitcher Premium, which is five bucks a month right and one thing we had also mentioned was how uh some shows are already pre-existing but now moving behind a paywall one example other examples are projects from existing publishers um others are shows that are available free elsewhere and the thought is that they're a bid to get users in the door one example is the wnyc show spooked uh wnyc is a public radio station and this may make the show unavailable to listeners that can't afford the subscription which i don't think is great So, um, the author of this article argues that uh, it's annoying that there's another podcast app because you have to juggle between apps and that doesn't mean that you want, just because you can doesn't mean you want to. That's more of an opinion, but yeah. Um, And they also mention that advertising works well for podcasts. It enables listeners to support the podcast they enjoy, but it may not be the numbers that deep-pocketed industry speculators would like. Um, It doesn't really provide numbers, but depending on the network, it's a good way to support uh creators directly the problem though is one thing that you mentioned colin a lot of things are crowdfunded these days and crowdfunding mm-hmm. isn't necessarily the best source and advertising it may be may not necessarily be the best source how many people right. have bought potties from us like
0: none and you know and see like that's <laughs> where it's that's where it's really conflicting right like yeah. it so there are ways to make crowd sourcing or crowdfunding work yeah. right like maximum fun. Yeah. They just had their max fun drive. Like it just ended. Yeah. Um and they ended up with, hang on, let me see if I can um find the actual the final number again. It might not be up anymore, but they ended up with 25,000 new or upgrading um like uh donators wow right which that is actually a lot of people and think of it like this it is. hypothetically hypothetically even even if it was just you know if, if every single person oh sorry wow here was the total number twenty eight thousand five hundred thirteen new and upgrading members to the max fund drive wow so think of it like this Let's just say, hypothetically, none of them were upgrading members. They were all new, and every single one of them did $5 a month. Yep. That's $142,565 per month. Jeez. And But the thing is that only $35,000 of that goes to the company Maximum Fund, which I know that that sounds like a lot of money, but the thing is it really isn't because – that there's multiple jobs there and they have an actual office, you know, they have to pay for the lights, the internet, the, you know, I mean, electricity in general, not just lights, obviously. Um, but you know, so the thing is, is like, you know, you, you know that not all of those people are $5 backers, but of course that also doesn't show you how many people there are that aren't new and upgrading that are just people like myself who stayed at their exact normal donation level. Um, but that's like, we took our business model essentially after them. Um, you know, like we're, we're still working towards getting to a place where we can actually fund a lot of things and, you know, pay people to make the shows that they're making. Um, you know, which, uh, www.patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Come check it out. Um, we got a, a lot of tiers, and so there's a lot of different ways to get involved, but that's the thing, right? It's like, we're taking a small percentage to help fund things like, you know, our shortwave account where we publish most of our shows through, um, or to pay for our website and stuff like that. Like there's just a few, like we take a little bit to pay for our fees and, you know, we're saving up currently like money that will be going to the, the creators of the shows. Um, and, and, you know, the more that people donate, the more that goes to those people. Um, and, you know, right now we have 10 backers, which is not a lot. But, you know, it means that, I don't know, at the end of a, a quarter, someone might make $10 maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure what the math is because I'm not looking at the thing right now. But it's like someone will make something, you know, and yeah. that might be enough to just pay for a meal. And that goes a long way. For people who spend all of their free time making free content, yeah, Um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm so conflicted on so many levels. I think the biggest thing that concerns me is like the capital investment in this. Yeah, like because like I I listen to and watch content through Rooster Teeth, right? And they have a free platform. And there is some content that is behind a paywall, but it's not necessary to have it, right? Like there are some shows that are, you know, exclusive content, but like to me that makes sense, right? They put out so much content every day, Mm -hmm. right? So if you want to have a show like Achievement Haunter be behind a paywall and it's only like $6 a month, why wouldn't you do that? You know, yeah. Um, because six dollars a month from from people like my six dollars essentially is being shared by like, you know, like a hundred shows, basically. But like every little bit makes the content that I want to watch and get to watch. Yeah. They're not done by donations. But again, they do also had have, have advertisers and people that they partner with to do all sorts of cool things. But nothing about them is like. Everything is exclusive. You know, you have to divvy out this money or you don't get anything kind of deal. Like, that's a, like, they have a good platform yep. for online content. Um, and, for example, though, by the way, sorry, I do want to point out, every podcast is free um, through Rooster Teeth. Sometimes they have post shows on some of those shows, and those might be exclusive, but, like, m- like a normal podcast does not have a post show. Yeah. The only reason they have a post show is because they also make their podcasts video. Yeah. So a post show is there for a video element basically. Yeah. But like, then again, so that you have that model and that works. Then you have maximum fund, which is entirely based off of advertisements and, but like most specifically, like more than half of the funding comes from the listeners. But that means that like I get to fund the McElroy family who. Literally changed my life and it means that they get to quit their jobs at Polygon to make better content For people like me. Yeah, and it's like those are those are platforms that work. I don't want a Netflix of podcasting You know what this feels like Alex what this feels like the Twitter meme that's been going around for a a couple months now Where it's like no one? Blank space and then it's and then it's like luminary. What if we made netflix for podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's like no one asked for this and So many of these shows are not worth your 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 time and dollars But like I don't know man like I, I I want there to be a platform that helps pay People to make this their job yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's why this is so frustrating. Like it's like there are people who could really benefit from a system like this, but it's not famous people. And same yeah. for people who want jobs as producers and audio editors. This is fantastic. Like, would I love to have a job where like I edited like a podcast or two and got paid like a livable wage just to do that? Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah. But like. Not like this. It's, uh, I don't know. I mean, what, what is, okay, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. For you, what is the best pro and what is the worst con, in your opinion?
1: Of Luminary?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, the, what would an advantage be i mean they're already giving voices to people who already have voices right Mm -hmm. and and it's not that they're necessarily excluding people but in a way they are taking away from the opportunity for someone to listen to somebody else maybe more of a less famous creator right um Mm -hmm. i don't know that's something to think about i mean at least in terms of like what what is the good thing that they're doing they're making money for people right right they're not really at least right now they're not really providing any means of discovery or direct support right
0: correct correct
1: so then you know i don't know i don't know
0: yeah i mean i think like so far based off all the people that they've given like or that they've announced that are going to be on there i would say really the only person that has any kind of actual benefit of maybe not necessarily discovery but like Making a show happen that really wouldn't happen otherwise is Lauren Shippen and the Bright Sessions crew. Yeah. Um, like, okay, you know, like, I do want audio dramas to be accessible by everybody, right? But, like, could this be a good lesson and, like, starting point for someone to make something that is similar but not the same, right? that like obviously learns from the good and like the pros and cons of this and make something more helpful for audio drama creators because those are easily the most expensive formats of podcasting in my opinion yeah because i mean you have actors that you would need to pay you have producers and everything that you would need to pay i mean like there's so much that goes into an audio drama it's like yeah like I think that would be cool, like if there was an audio drama place, sure, why not? but just like not completely exclusive and maybe not this expensive either. I don't know yeah this is it's it's there's so much to to discuss here i man, I don't know, like I feel like luminary is a topic that what's funny is that we said we were gonna be short, well, I don't know, there is stuff to edit out, but. yeah. Anyway, I I don't know. I'm going to wrap up my thoughts and then in a second here. I'm editing this part out, obviously. Um, But uh, I feel like I've talked too much. But, like, the thing is, is I've talked with so many people about this topic. And, like, there's so many things that I haven't said on this episode that, like, I would love to talk about. But it's just, like, there's just, there literally is so much to cover on this. And I don't think we could do it even in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think that like I've presented basically all of my biggest concerns, or at least the ones that I'm most concerned about today. I think that there's probably things that tomorrow I could wake up and go, you know, actually a new thought has occurred to me and now I'm more worried about blank, you know, but I don't know, like there's just, man, I don't know, like, whereas it's like I would love to see something like this work because it means that we could maybe someday find a way to make our stuff work for us and make it our full-time jobs. Yeah. There's something just so fundamentally upsetting about luminary and just not great. I mean, Lena Dunham, like that name alone should be enough to make you go. Oh, great. Well, I don't need, I don't think I need this, you know, podcast yeah. place. And then, I don't know, man, the the whole exclusive rights like taking their rights to use their audio and their voices and their everything mm-hmm. to their benefit. There's, ah, oh God, there's just so much to cover on this. And it's just, I don't know, man. Look, to, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Like, part of me just wants to say, like, just don't give them your attention. Not your attention. Don't give them.
1: Vote with your no, wallet. I'm going to cut
0: that. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say there. So I, I'm going to cut that because I, I, I had a thought, but it it slipped away from me. So anyway, I don't know. I I I just have so many. I have more concerns than I have praises. So that's where I'm at right now. What about you, Alex? Like you know, give us your
1: my hot your take. Sort of,
0: yeah, give us your hot take. Your oh, your shit. big summary. Your everything. You know.
1: Um, I guess my big hot take is I. I guess it only makes sense that this, something like this would happen. You know, we have other streaming services. We have it for music. We have it for audio and video, you know, like movies and stuff. Why would yeah. why would this not exist for the podcast medium as well? I, I mean, I don't like their, how they're approaching it. Um, I mean, the, it's still pretty early for them. Maybe there's a way they could turn it around, make it more like a Spotify. But then there are other issues if they make it kind of like a Spotify. I... I don't know. There, there are a lot of questions, a lot of issues with this. So, and even though I do, I am a part of the podcast, the podcast network. Like, I don't necessarily feel, I guess, qualified enough to talk about this. I don't know.
0: So let me let me ask you one last question then before we before we sign off here. Sure. What is one thing that Luminary could address between now and the twenty second when they launch? Um, that could put your mind at ease just a little bit like what's like what's one problem that that you know that this has arisen for you and your brain about our industry yeah that like if they fix just that one little thing like it would make you feel just a little bit better
1: i mean a lot of it just comes down to their own like descriptions like one it being a free a free app or there being Discovery for listeners but then that only extends as far as the exclusive rights that they got or Mm -hmm. what else? I guess I just have to wait and see where it goes from here and see how this develops. Do they keep going towards more of those already established voices and creating an opportunity, for, well, creating more opportunities for them. Do, are they reaching out to more to voices who people who don't necessarily have a voice in this medium or who need more of a presence in this medium is, mm-hmm. you know, if maybe that'd be one thing. If they had more voices from people who maybe weren't necessarily famous, but again, maybe, but maybe that would go against how they're trying to make money. Go for people that go for voices that people already know. So then they flock to that to get that. I don't know yeah yeah a lot of issues
0: a lot of issues a lot of issues if if you our dear listeners have any thoughts any concerns any whatever you know just like let us know what your thoughts are on luminary um you know it's it's interesting we frequently talk about the the phrase luminary and how much we want to be a luminary but like this is the wrong luminary you know what i mean yeah This is not your grandpa's luminary. No, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, please, please reach out to us on Twitter um, or even email us to let us know what your thoughts are on on this whole podcast debacle. I don't know what else to call it. Um, But with that, I think that's a good spot to leave it at. What do you think?
1: I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it to. So, um, dear listener, please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavenger Network, such as, well, my live stream, which I actually need to start doing, but I haven't because my internet has been bad, Um, but where I go do some cool stuff. Or if you're looking for more podcasts, like the thing we're doing right now, try our other great shows on the network, like Morgan Needs a Podcast.
0: You can find the video series and others on our YouTube, or you can find our podcasts wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. That actually brings up a very good point. um I realize that that's just like in our normal like vernacular we always i always say that in, in every video or video in every podcast mm-hmm. um we are bringing back uh video stuff pretty soon um we know that's been missing for a while there's been a lot of discussion as far as like rebranding and also deciding what do we really want to be making going forward um some shows are going to sort of stay on hiatus while we try to figure some things out on them but um we have just recently started doing meetings and pre-production on a new season of Scavenger's Play because the last season was a little rough and we're we're going to address that yeah. and we're going to make it better um and then We're also going to do the first full season of Taste Testers coming uh, shortly. Um, Morgan is doing most of Taste Testers, but there will be other guests uh, such as myself and other people that have already done some Taste Testers episodes and some new faces as well. Um, But we'll give you some more details on that as we uh, finish up all of the many meetings that we need to have um, to make that work. But it is coming back this year. Cool. in the meantime, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R.
1: You can find me on Twitter at FrenchATMusic, Twitch at French Alexander, and you can find the both of us at ScavengersNet.
0: So, uh, this episode is dropping to you on Tuesday, April 9th. So, barring any illnesses between the two of us... That should mean that your next episode will drop to you on April the 23rd.
1: Thanks for joining us here on Journey Under 30. I'm Alex Taylor.
0: And I'm Colin Parker.
1: And we'll see you, finger guns, on the Forbes Listings.
0: was a little more spooky. Well, what the heck? Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Tall tales. Although we went to dinner last night and you told the lady on our wait list that our name was Kradge. <laughs> Was it cradge?
1: (laughs) Creepy cryptids. Poor
0: pizza rat. Pizza rat is pizza and a rat.
1: Yeah, it's double delicious. He's a rat
0: with pizza. It's like, oh, man.
1: Thank God there hasn't been a corn dog rat.
0: Or you'd be eating that
1: rat. You know what? I think in my defense, if someone was like, you ate a live rat? I'd say, well, it was holding a perfectly good corn dog. <laughs>
0: Monstrous goofs. Well, you could probably just put a video because, like, our tombstones will probably just be, like, videos replaying. They'll be, like, memes or oh gifs. Yeah. Our tombstones will probably just be gifs. That's, that's one of the coolest things you've ever said. <laughs> <A> spooky spouse. <laughs> Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat that whole time. Spooky spouses, a part of the Scavengers Network and Viddy Space. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.